Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FBL Hit or Quit podcast. We are back today with my buddy Ayo. Hey guys. And my boy Facundo Castro. Yo, yo, I'm back for another guest episode. Always glad to be here, boys. Yeah, I guess until we sign you on the permanent deal, but for now, sure. Uh, we got game week 13 coming up. We had a an interesting a midweek game week fixtures. Yeah, just one day in between between fixtures. These podcasts are gonna have to come out real snappy from now on. This Christmas season is pretty hectic, but I think we can handle it. Um, well, I guess right. we'll see, bro. I don't know if I personally can keep up with this FPL team, bro. There's just so many games so quickly. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, there is a lot going on, huh? I love it. It feeds my addiction. Yeah, <laughs> same here, man. Same here. <laughs> This doesn't leave much chance to like overthink as well. If I want to make my transfers, you got to make them real quick, you know. I'm yet yeah, to make my transfers up. this week, but have you, have you guys? Well, the good thing set? is for all you red arrow boys like me, if you dropped mm-hmm. in rank, you can quickly like make up the the red arrow, you know, because otherwise you have to like stew over for like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or like two weeks if there's international break here, you can make amends instantly. You already know. That's fast. yeah. That's that's why I like it. That's why I like it. Might yeah. not be so good for the players. Or even mm-hmm. some assets, like there's always a lot of rotation, but it's good for us. Exactly. Good for us as the fans. But yeah, rotation is something we should definitely talk about. And I'm sure we will. But uh, before we get into that, let's, uh, let's start with our, uh, our differential game real quick, yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so unfortunately, last week, last week uh-huh. we, um, all of us blanked. We were all in two points. So, can yeah, I just say? <laughs> can I just say? Fuck Giroud. Yeah, <laughs> he let me down big time, bro. Kind of. Every, 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 the biggest letdown of the week was not Giroud. It was not Rafinha. It was the fact that Arsenal lost to Burnley. Obama was anyone really surprised by that? The, come on. I mean, yeah. I, I was a little I mean, surprised. I can't Burnley. lie. I think, I'm like yeah. Burnley. At this point, to be fair, we all predicted Arsenal. an Arsenal win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, at this point, Sheffield will win against Arsenal. Yeah, honestly. That would be a good good watch. <laughs> but to be fair, they were unlucky with the red card. Like, they were doing well. They, they were not unlucky. Shaka straight up. He Bro, no, I mean, I mean they, no, I don't mean that the red card was harsh. I mean that, like, they were playing well before then. Shaka just was stupid. Yeah, I mean, they, for no they know this when they're putting Shaka on the field. He does this every year since they've signed him, so... I have no sympathy in my Why heart does every Arsenal. manager keep playing him? Like, what do they see? Why is he still at Arsenal? That is the bigger question. He's <laughs> Why'd they sign him in the first place? Yeah, he's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he's too slow for the Premier League. He's... I'd rather take Arteta in midfield, bro. Arsenal <laughs> yeah. Arsenal. Arteta would still coach. do a job, honestly. But yeah, I mean, enough roasting Arsenal. Uh, Rafinha also choked. Leeds were pretty bad, honestly. I expected better from them against West Ham, but uh, they let me down. Guys, can I just say, I said I would not be surprised with a West Ham win. Just want to put that in there. Yeah, but you also predicted a Leeds win, so shut I up. basically <laughs> said it could go either way. I oh, said it could go either way. So that insightful, really bro. Like, That's how you avoid accountability win. or like roastability <laughs> the next very, week once you get Very it insightful, bro. Very insightful. You got you to you commit. You got to commit. Yeah, that's why I've been brought here for my expertise, boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> Anyways, let's see anyway, if we can guys. do better for next week. Yeah. So, so I'm going to take uh, 
Raheem Sterling. I haven't picked him yet this season. Uh, and City are facing – who are they facing? West Brom. West Brom. West Brom. So that always looks attractive. But um, I think especially after coming out of that no-no draw against United, uh, Pep Guardiola will be looking to win this game. Um, and if City come out the way they usually do and Sterling starts, I mean, we could be looking at 3-4-0. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a similar idea here. I mean, with Gabriel Jesus, I think uh, he's pretty nailed right now. Girl's still a little lacking in fitness. And, uh, yeah, the way City, City have been playing, I mean, it hasn't been great, but it's still Man City, the amount of talent they have compared to this West Brom team, which has been really, like, shocking lately. I think, I think this should be an easy win, a lot of goals. And I definitely don't see any reason why Jesus won't be involved, so... No, I'm really surprised I'm looking good, now. Sterling's 4% owned. That's insane. Yeah, Jesus only 2% as well. So, Yeah, I mean, I think like City had that shaky start. And then when you're looking to bring in your first City player, it's always Kevin De Bruyne usually. Exactly. Um, so like given that City haven't had the season, people were expecting them to have like, and the focus being mainly on De Bruyne, I mean, it's kind of shine, shine the light away from Sterling. So definitely a good differential to keep in Who mind. Who remembers last season when he was like essential? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the end of the year. He was like more essential than De Bruyne at one point. Yeah, Sterling was crazy. I got to say, if you do own Sterling or Jesus and you're looking for a way to climb some ranks this week, captaining one of those guys at 2% owned or 4% owned, that could be huge. That could be a huge jump for you. But yeah, it's really I risky, mean, you have to say. Is it, it is though? risky. I mean... Yeah, because the goals can be shared throughout any city players. It could be like Walker to get two goals. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. just as likely as De Bruyne, Jesus or Sterling could go off. Like, if you yeah, ask me. like just because like the probability is not different. Like, the po- like if uh, if let's say one of them one of them is bound to blank, right? Like they're not all gonna get two three goals. Uh-huh. So I mean, if you pick if you put your captaincy in the wrong basket, then and the other ones that do perform, then the risk is there. I'm just saying, I'm it'll just be more like co- this. I'm comfortable captaining De Bruyne because everything goes through him. And he's on penalties and free kicks, you know? So I'd be a lot more comfortable. It's and like, you take a lot less option. of a risk. I mean, yeah, a lot of people own De Bruyne, so it is safer. But in a week like this, where Salah and Kane and so on are all playing each other, the real captaincy sh- shouts are in that city game. and. As if you just want to take a little punt that instead of De Bruyne, it will be Jesus or Sterling this week. I don't think that's a bad punt whatsoever. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. I forgot that they're playing each other. Like The main captaincy options are in this game or in the United game, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. also a shout. But in the United game, it's only one man. It's only Bruno Fernandes this week. What's wrong with Lindelof, bro? <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll get there when we get there, are, I guess. Are, are you sure you don't want a captain Fred while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you thinking though, Facundo? Who's your differential this week, bro? My differential this week is Ivan Cavallero from Fulham. I saw a stat uh, recently that I think he was top of expected goals for like the past few weeks out of any player in the league. And like Fulham, I remember we were saying last week that they looked like they were improved, but we didn't know if they could do it against the bigger teams. And they just showed they can. So. <laughs> I mean, Fulham just look a much better team than when they first got in the league. I guess they've just adapted to the level. 
And Cavalero is listed as a mid playing as a striker, 0.1% owned. I might jump that's into that myself, honestly. 0.1% owned. That's probably the biggest differential we've had yet. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you see a lot of people going for Lookman, but Cavalero yeah. playing striker as a mid. You've got the, the extra point he, for the goal. On and he's on penalties. Too, right? Yeah, since Mitrovic has been taken off. I think Cavalero's on pens now. He missed that one, but then I think he... What's his price nice one. tag? It's 5.3. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I have Rafinha at 5.4. Yeah, worst case, you can get him as a fifth mid to rotate in and out. You never know. Exactly. I mean, in a time like this with a lot of rotation, your bench could become pretty important. So maybe having a cheap player like that instead of like a Oliver Burke or whatever could be could mean some good points for you. Can I just say, I, I had Oliver Burke sub into my team. I don't know if it was this week, maybe last week. He is the worst player I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember some Scotland fans were telling me he was terrible, but he really is, like, really bad. Sorry, sorry, Burke, but you're really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I had him to start the season for the first, like, six weeks or so. But, yeah, he wasn't fun to own. Can't lie about that. But, I mean, no one is at Sheffield. It's not like Brewster's any better, so... They're all just trash. But the thing trash. is, Burke is is mid listed like listed as a mid playing striker. So there's definitely yeah. some potential if he started scoring some goals. But it doesn't look like he ever will. <laughs> it doesn't look like Sheffield know how to score goals. So yeah, I mean they have a lot to figure out. But in the time being, you can just kind of beat them up and just captain players as they play against them and shit like that. Remember last week I said uh, Sheffield don't ever lose by more than one goal and then they go and lose by three to Southampton. That's an interesting <laughs> Just making thing me look like up. a mug, bro. <laughs> <laughs> one of many things to make you look like that's a mug. That's what you get for week. backing fucking Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good rule to have. Never back Sheffield. <laughs> Especially not now. If anything, back against them. Captain anyone who plays them. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's my plan. Yeah, no. Who is it? Idea. You're not going KDB. I don't have him. That's fair. Yo, if, this week I would do everything in my power to get KDB. Nah, bro. Sacrifice my whole team if I had to. Just if KDB, one, uh, like I got no if, other players. If, if, if there's one thing I've um, come to terms with this season so far is uh-huh. that I'm ta- I'm taking Bruno over KDB now. Interesting. Yeah, to be fair, I think he has the best stats of any mid in the league. Like, exactly. I I think like I, I, as attractive as KDB is, um, and he is, uh, Bruno does have a cheaper price tag. That's number A, and then B. Um, more than anything, uh, Bruno is way more vital and way more of a center point in the assists and goal uh, for United than KDB is. I mean. That's true. As great as he is, there's way more potential for variability in the goal scores or who gets the assist compared to Bruno Fernandez. And then for me, and for me, like that's the final call. I mean, obviously there's an option of going both, but right now I'm really happy with Salah, and I don't yeah. want to take him out. So um, I'm holding on to to both of those guys. Honestly, that's a fair point. I mean, last week I was thinking like, who do I get rid of to to bring in Salah? I was trying to rip my whole team apart. And in the end, it's just like, it's not worth it. And it paid off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's always going to pay off for people who tried to not get those premiums. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to take a risk. That's part of the game. For sure. I'm in a similar situation right now, as I'll dive deeper into later. But uh, yeah, I just don't have Salah or Bruno right now. And I'm like, my brain's going through a lot of fear. But 
<laughs> I think I found a decent way to handle it. So we'll see. We'll see what uh what I end up doing. But uh, before we go into this preview, I just want to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is FBL Hit or Quit, and on Twitter you can find us at Quit underscore Hit. And also, don't forget to join the mini league. Just a few more weeks until we uh, shut the deadline for the prize. So join up. It's eight Z two four L N. Would you like to update people on the events in the league, Ahmed? We are currently tied for third place. That's true. If you do join our league, you will see Fakun and I tied at third. Ayo, uh, what about you? <laughs> I'm I'm sitting in eleven, sadly enough, but slowly climbing, slowly climbing. Yeah. Real slow. I remember when you were ahead of me not too long ago. Times have changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did We didn't go through our teams, but um, um, yeah, I've been slowly climbing, above average week again. Yeah. Although I did take that minus four, but I mean, climbing. All right, so get into yeah, it. Ahmed, you got, you got a green team. arrow, didn't you? No, I also got I a red I did get a one. green arrow. But I, I got a us, red, Tell dude. us about your green arrow, bro. Who you <laughs> for this it, it, was, it was up and down the whole weekend. I mean, um, right at the end, James Justin got me 11 points and made that arrow green once more. Ah, uh, um, nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was really happy with James Justin, who got the clean sheet. He got the assist and then two, bo- and two bonus points. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Walker Peters, got a clean sheet as well. Um, however, I was expecting more from Salah. I did captain him. He did get one goal from a penalty. Thank God for that. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that could have been. So I was a bit. I was a bit disappointed there. I was really expecting high returns on that. But, I mean, other than that, I had my strikers. I brought in Ings and Bruno Fernandez. I took out Vardy, which kind of kicked me in the butt but um that. you only had Vardy for one week bro <laughs> yeah but, okay. the problem is like I needed to find a way to get Bruno in and I had to take a minus four and um and I had to sacrifice Vardy so like I didn't have a choice about that I was I did bring in Danny Ings which I was also having some higher expectations against Sheffield in a 3-0 victory he did yeah. get one assist which all my strikers did. They all got one assist. Covert Lewin got one and Bamford got one. Uh, so five points there from each striker. Um, mm. But yeah, so a little bit disappointed with Ings, a little bit disappointed with Salah. Um, most importantly, I'm very disappointed that Martinez got a clean sheet. Oh, that's what I love. That's what I was waiting for. Love it, boys. Love it. Io, man. Two keepers. Does you wrong every week, it seems. <laughs> What's uh, you don't have two playing keepers, bro. What's going wrong. wrong, bro? What's going wrong for you? I don't know. It's just what it's just I, I might have to take your advice. I just I don't know what to say. Uh feels bad, man. Feels bad. Wait, I'm pretty sure I was already been roasted for this in previous podcasts, but oh yeah, he, he has. He has. Yeah. <laughs> Why would my, you have two playing my... keepers? Please tell me. In case of rotation. They're both <laughs> cheap keepers and who should there should be like a, a pattern of yeah. results see but that's the thing some is. keepers that you expect not to get a clean sheet in one game completely like the martinez away to arsenal where he got a clean sheet and no one expected it to sometimes you just gotta back the keepers and the hard fixtures even then they can get save points so i just don't think it's worth having to it's just too difficult to predict the the clean sheet potential yeah but then again at 
by this point in the season, you probably have some decent squad value, so maybe it doesn't hurt. I mean, a bench player is always nice, so I'm just thinking to start the season, I don't like to go with two keepers because then every every little million is so valuable. But um, I mean, yeah, good luck with it from going forward, bro. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that problem. All right, so how did you guys do last week? Uh, okay, so I had 60 points this week, which is above the average. What was the average this week? I think it was 51, something like 51. that. 51, yeah, so not too bad. Um, I mean, my week was going pretty poorly, to be honest. Uh, my only returns up until the final game, I had Diaz with a clean sheet, Son with a jammy assist, and Kane obviously got me nine points. That was pretty good. But then everyone else is blanked. De Bruyne blank, Grealish blank, Rafinha blank. Reese James blank, Trent blank, Melier three points. So it wasn't looking good. But then last last game of the week, Jamil Vardy, my boy, Jamie Vardy, sorry, captain, <laughs> uh, 26 points, saved my week. But, uh, I mean, I still somehow got a red arrow. I mean, I was a good nine points above the average, but I went down 6,000 spots in rank. Those Vardy assists were a crime to be given. Yeah, that, <laughs> that first Vardy assist made no sense to me. but. You know, I'm not complaining. Shit, <laughs> I'll take it. But uh, yeah, it was a tough week. Jota obviously got injured. That wasn't good. Lamptey didn't play. Yo, so. can we just speak about that? That Jota injury clop is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why would you play Jota? Because <laughs> yeah. we were speculating about this in the last podcast. Who starts, who doesn't. First of all, why would you start Salah in that meaningless fucking game? That did uh-huh. not matter. You're just risking injury. And then he also started Jota. And he casually got injured which is the one thing that i said you should not start him to avoid the injuries then mm-hmm. he gets injured now he's out for like two months and we all have to ditch him it was so fucking dumb dude <laughs> i'm so happy i never hopped on that boat yeah club fucked it there not gonna lie and now I'm, it's put me in a tough situation but i mean well, speaking of that who are you gonna replace him with i mean i have a few options i think i think we can delve into them a bit later um but uh, yeah, I'll talk you through them later. How about you? Yeah, Tell us about your week first, Facundo. I did similarly to you guys. I got 59 points. Um, I think at one point I was doing really well in the overall ranks. I cracked into the top 80K. Um, mm-hmm. That was like really early on. I think it was when Spurs were. So yeah, I, I finished on 59 points, got another red arrow. Um, drop down to 188k. So, but I'll, I'll I'll talk through my team. So basically, Martinez 11 pointer. I didn't see the game. I heard he made a lot of saves. So mm-hmm. always happy to have him. I've backed Mart. I've backed seven him saves, since this- to be exact. Yeah, seven saves. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I remember I backed him last season when he was at Arsenal and he was priced like four mil. And you could just see he's a quality keeper. Yeah, um, I was he surprised totally he was priced so low to begin with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's I got supposed Sufal to be a backup at Arsenal. I guess that's why. Yeah, but you, you, yeah. you like you would never allow a keeper of that like a keeper of that quality would not allow himself to be a sub, you know. So fair enough for leaving him. He's it's yeah. proving to be fruitful because he's killing True. it right now. Great decision for him. Yeah. Um. Then I got Sufal subbed in for Jota, who got me a two pointer. I did not expect him at the like at the time that the week started. I didn't expect him to play. I expected Jota to play. So, yeah, I never expected much out of him. Um. I got the Diaz clean sheet. Uh, I pr- did I not happen to say, boys, I expected either a nil-nil or a 3-3 draw in that United game. Did I just not happen to say that? Fair enough. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah, so he got me the six-pointer. Walker Peters, another six-pointer. Uh, Chilwell with a two-pointer. That was disappointing to say the least. But um, we were talking about Reese James last podcast, and he was on fire last game. I know he got like, well, he man, got less points, but I dude, he was crazy. So unlucky, man. He hit the post. He had a free kick. I he feel like it has to be coming at this point. Hopefully next game against Wolves. I'm no, I have it. to say this game changed my mind, dude. Like he looked amazing. Like he was, yeah. he's like one of those players that you're scared to not own. You know, uh-huh. I might have to, like you can save quite a bit of money right now. If you just do the downgrade, I don't know if it's worth a transfer, but maybe on the double up, like he certainly looks a tasty prospect boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you have been chill, it's not like a priority transfer, but it could be a transfer that gets you some money to, invest elsewhere yeah so for, sure. for the rest of my team i got all blanks in midfield de bruyne fernandez played each other three-pointer i guess it's all right uh grealish with the blank i mean grealish is just one of those players you stick with even if you blank he's for me he's a season keeper so whatever uh, i ended up captaining kane like i said i would in the last podcast if i didn't get salah got nine points so you can't complain with 18 points good Not return outscored salah so you know He's like by by far the most favorite captain option. So I'll take a Kane 18 pointer. Yeah. Uh, the w- Wilson got one point. That was kind of disappointing. You expect more, even though it's West Brom and yes, they didn't train or whatever. Do you expect more against West Brom at home? And mm-hmm. before this game, I thought I think I saw a stat that he was involved in like 91 percent of Newcastle's goals. 91 <laughs> percent. So for him not to be involved in any of the two. Whatever, dude. And then Calvert Lewin got the got the assist for the Everton goal, so five pointer. I got fifty nine points overall. Somehow still dropped in rank again, so now I'm one eighty three k. Not bad, not bad. I mean, at this point in the season, I'd say top two hundred k is pretty good rank to be honest. I mean, a lot <laughs> of people have been using early chips and things like that, so. Yeah, but I was top 80K at one point, and then to drop down to 180, it's just like you had something, and now it's gone, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at a rank in the middle of a game week just doesn't really make sense, just because, like, the order of the fixtures can determine everything. Like, literally, I was having a 30-point week until the last game, just because my captain happened to play in the last game, and he was so, like, lowly captained. Like, if you... If yeah, I, just the don't put yourself week, through the mental stress. Depressed. Yeah, so yeah. just it's it's not worth looking at your rank in my eyes. Just wait till the end so you can have an unbiased view, or else you can start panicking over players and thinking like, "Oh, this guy's essential, that guy's essential," and really, no one's really essential, if you ask me. No one's essential. Bruno's not essential to you. Nope. And nah, I, nah, I, I you don't believe that. that. You don't believe I fully that. stand by it. That's he won't what in a couple of weeks. That's what, that, don't worry. We'll remember he said this and then <laughs> remind him when he regrets it. I mean, I might still bring Bruno in, but like, I'm, even this week, like, I thought everyone was saying Salah's essential against Fulham, you know? And I told myself... I think there's a few that are essential. Grealish, Calvert-Lewin, okay. those dudes are essential. I've been without Calvert-Lewin this whole season and I'm on the same points as you, so... Yeah, and every time he returns, you suffer, bro. You just gotta I mean, all right, pop bro. up on him. I'd yeah, but I mean, you could do himself. better if you had Calvert. I had Callum Wilson instead. It was 0.5 cheaper. He did just as well with Calvert for like the first eight weeks or something. So, I mean, no one's really essential if you ask me. And like the logic applies the same as Bruno. Like Salah was essential this week. I decided, okay, maybe I don't need to throw away my whole team structure to get him in. I can just captain someone else like Vardy. How'd that turn out? Not too bad. So I can, I think I'll try it again this week with Bruno. But No, that's fair enough. There's a lot of premiums returning though. 
You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I just think like there are some players that you just have to have. Otherwise you're screwed in the, in, both in the, your leagues and overall rankings like Calvert-Lewin, Grealish. I, I, I would be surprised if no one has Grealish at this point. Like everyone has him. You know? I don't know if Grealish has, is as important as you say. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But For his price point, there's no one else better. All I say is Calvert-Lewin and Salah. I've, I've not had either of them this whole season, and I'm doing pretty good. And both of those guys, you would argue, are like super essential. That's what everyone. That's what the narrative has been, you know, up until this point. So yeah, fair I enough. Know. I can see. I, I I also like. I got rid of Salah. I was scared to death, and you know, sometimes yeah. they just don't do as well as you expect. Saying there's in FPL, there's so many different roads you can take, and you can end up at the same destination. Like you can have Salah, you can have instead two like mediocre price players and it can all it can all work out for you so never feel like you have to get someone in that's my advice i I feel like now in this year especially it really comes down to who you captain Um, yeah getting the right captain choice is is huge nowadays i mean because you want to make sure you captain the right guy and that's how you maximize points yeah exactly and that's why like for these next few weeks, I'm happy to captain Kevin De Bruyne every week for the next five weeks or whatever, you know? So, like, if I already have my captain set in, then there's no reason for me to throw my team apart to chase a guy like Bruno Fernandez or Mo Salah. But I would say this is the first season that I've played FPL in, and I've played it for, like, a few years now, five, six years, that there's just so many premium options that there's... I mean, I guess you could argue that there's no essential players, you know? Like, usually in every season, there's one player you have to have He's yeah, I mean, last year screwed. when they priced Kevin De Bruyne at 9.5, obviously he was essential. Yeah, that was but, ridiculous. How was yeah. he 9.5? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, a year like this, you got De Bruyne, you got Sterling, you got Mo, you got Mane, you got, what's his name? I but that's why Mane. FPL had to react to last year's pricing thing with KDB 9.5. Now that's why everyone's so highly priced or like evenly priced, like similarly priced. Because yeah. otherwise you get this really good standout player who just dominates and everyone has him. So I guess that's why you could argue there's no essential player. You know what's something crazy to think about now? Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Nicola Pepe were the same price last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well everyone thought pepe was going to be like the new hazard yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i still remember last year when i brought in pepe instead of son and i'm like bro <laughs> yeah on your wild card and i remember yeah. at the time i was actually scared i'm like damn this could be a really good move yeah yeah we, we, we learned know. the lessons stick with what we know but and avoid arsenal pretty much yeah Imagine being an obamian owner he finally scored Shout out any of Bamiyang owners. Yeah, just in the wrong fucking net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good on the lag. It's but, a start. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, do you want to get into this week's fixtures, boys? Yeah, let's go. All right, I'll kick us off, bro. Chelsea go to Wolves. Chelsea went to Wolves. That's where, no, I don't know if they went to Wolves, but they finished last season at Wolves and they won 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty comfortably, so I would be expecting something similar, especially after the last result. Where of the top four teams, only Southampton, only Southampton won their game. Liverpool wow. tied, Spurs tied, and Chelsea lost. And City tied too. So the, every team and you can say is in the title race has definitely choked it, choked it up last week. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't this fixture end 5-2 to Chelsea last season, this exact one? Uh, that was the first 
one, yeah. That was the uh, first, like, yeah, but this was like Wolf was at home, banger. same as now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. But, uh, I mean, first of all, this, they are, these are completely different teams from last year's teams. It's a Chelsea team. is a completely new look. This is a Wolves without Jimenez, without Doherty, without Diogo Jota. Like, this is a brand new game. So, I, I wouldn't even start looking at last season's game. What I would look at is their last couple games. And Chelsea have been, like, They've really been missing, lacking a bit of attacking progress, if you ask me. And uh, I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. I, I wouldn't look at any captain options for sure. I think maybe a 1-0 to Chelsea, or it could be a 1-1 as well. That, that would be my prediction. Yeah, I was surprised by how shit Chelsea were against Everton, honestly. And it wasn't even like it was Everton's main team. They had a lot of injuries, and I'm pretty sure they didn't play Hamas like their strongest as team well. as well. Yeah, Hamas was out, so... Yeah, that was kind of weird. I, that being said, I would still expect Chelsea to win this. Um, okay. I think Frank's, Frank's definitely going to look for a response, don't you guys think? Like, he's definitely going to want a better performance than that because they can play better than that. It's not like they, they just, you know, their team is shit and they can't play up to, to better levels. No, you're right. I think they but win this. I don't think Wolves at the Molyneux is any pushover either. I mean, yeah, sure, they lost to Villa, but I mean, they didn't make it easy for them. Yeah, but this season, they've just, they haven't been themselves, Wolves. I don't know what's up with them. Like even when Jimenez was playing, he I mean, yeah, they were they just lost still kind of up and down. Players. I guess losing Doherty and Jota and Johnny as well has been injured up until this point. Like they're not the same team they were last year for sure. And Traore has been awfully quiet this season. I do want yeah, to say. Definitely. Yeah, but even you're you're saying up. the Jota thing. He was like a bench player at the start of the season. You know, it's, no, I mean Jota I still was expected in and out more. Team, he did a lot for Wolves. Yeah, well, okay, that being said, I would still expect Chelsea to win this. I already made my predictions. I said 2-1 Chelsea, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Chelsea, don't let uh, me down, boy. I, I'm, I would really hope for that Chelsea clean sheet, though. I, yeah. I could use it. Oh, definitely. Chilwell goal. Yeah, I mean, I Chilwell could use it. James. 1-0. Let's do it. Full bonus, 14 points. Yeah, yeah same thing, but um, make it Reese James, and I'm down with it. <laughs> No, no, you just know this is like that one game where he gets rested. You know, Aspilicueta comes in. No chance. Tired no chance. legs, bro. No chance. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could totally see that happening. Frank yeah, loves that's, that's, that's Rotation's going to start soon, bro. There's too many games coming December up. December is fast. all about rotation. There's so much rotation. There's so many games. Reese is, has young, fresh legs, bro. He's ready to play all see, day. See, but that's day. why you have to have a good FPL bench nowadays. You have to have a good, like, if you're playing four mids, have a good fifth playing mid or a um, Brewster, who's like could be your your striker that comes in, because there's I'm definitely going to be some bench players. I'm actually yeah. pretty happy with my four midfielders. I think they're pretty like stable. Like who are you? Who are your four midfielders? No matter what, my four mid like not including my fifth. My four midfielders are Salah, Fernandez, Grealish, and Son. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty solid. That's yeah, pretty that's, standard. At this that's point. that's what everyone's looking for, bro. Yeah, yeah. Totally I mean, I'm trying to there. upgrade Burke to Suchek just because I anticipate someone's gonna get benched. That I just don't know who it will be, and I don't think that's a bad I always trust Suchek. Suchek yeah, is cheap, underpriced like crazy this year. He should not be five million. He's definitely a five point five kind of guy at the minimum. Yeah, he's even when he came now. last season, he came in. He was scoring yeah, goals and he was playing for well. Sure. And on top of that, West Ham do have that double game week lurking around the corner at game week nineteen. So yeah, I think time. it was against West Brom and Burnley at home. Yeah. Those are some good games. Like, yeah, and that comes around. Shall I say, is it too like far out there to say triple captain material? Yeah, triple captain. I mean, if Antonio's fit and firing, you know, I'd definitely look at him. 
But uh, we'll see when, when that time comes around, I guess. Maybe like a Jared Bowen triple captain? Cheeky. I like it. <laughs> I mean, Aston Villa have two double game weeks coming up because they That's missed the true. first game of the season and the uh, Weinberg Newcastle cancelled. Yeah. So I'd be holding off for a Jack Grealish triple captain, maybe. Or is it going to be a triple game week? Has that ever happened? Not in my memory. So. But that would be crazy scenes, man. Triple game week, triple captain. Let's do Oof. it. That'd be fire. Yeah, the thing is, even if he blanks, like all three games, that's still a six-pointer. Like, that's not terrible. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Good or point. if he gets like a clean sheet in all three games, you know, nine-pointer, 27 points, I'd, not bad. I would be very disappointed if he got nine points from three games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but at, at a bare minimum, I mean, that's not too, it's not too horrible. But yeah, you'd hope for more. Anyways, let's move on to the next fixture. We got Man City hosting West Brom at the Etihad. Any complications here? Is this an easy peasy, lemon squeezy Man City? No, but the thing win? is, we can't say. I, I'm, I hesitate now to say easy win because last week we said easy Spurs win and look how that fucking went. So, yeah. And then Ahmed was like, you know, he had to roast us on the chat. So I'm, I'm going to avoid saying easy win. And I'm just going to say, Man City, I expect you to win. Hopefully, KDB <laughs> gets like a nice 14 pointer, you know, because that's going to be my captain. And Mars okay. gets like a couple assists because that's who I'm personally bringing in for Jota. Hopefully he starts. So I'm going to say 3-0 win, hopefully. Aya, what do you think? Um, I definitely see, I can definitely see this game going uh, 3-0. However, um, did Morris start in the last game? On the he weekend? did, but he got subbed in like the 65th minute. So I'd expect him yeah, to start. I, it's, but because it's a midweek game and it's against West Brom, I wouldn't be surprised if Morris didn't play or at least didn't yeah, start. Me neither. Me neither. Because I, I mean, you both shut up. <laughs> Ferran I'm Torres just trying to help you out, bro. Himself. He only played 24 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's actually, my fear. I think Ferran Torres could easily start. I think his Ferran Torres looked way better when he came on. The thing is, Morris subbed off early, but that's not only because to rotation or whatever that's because he wasn't playing well yeah he, he was he was trash right. i know but yeah. when Mars is on form he's one of the best players in the game so no I, I agree i agree when when Mars has that game he can score a hat trick like he did a few weeks yeah. ago but i mean i'm, uh, I'm not saying would, to get I'm rid of Mars. no no me neither but i would be hesitant to bring him in for this game exactly if i if i didn't like, you you're him. playing you're playing pep roulette okay like yeah are you if you can take the risk and like <laughs> and I've tripled it. up, bro, on city players. So I'm I'm playing the roulette, bro. But worst case, yeah. I mean, I get Walker Peters off the bench against Arsenal. Arsenal are trash right now, so anything. Well, I have a I game. have a dilemma when we get to the Walker yeah. Peters conversation. Later. <laughs> that's not, that's not too bad, but uh, I mean, yeah, I would just avoid captain Morris. But if I own him, like whatever, it's not a big deal. But what are you thinking for the game? Who wins? I mean, City. <laughs> City are definitely the favorites. No, I mean, I'm scared to say easy wins now, bro. That last week's podcast is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. No, nah, but it's... come on, Like, there's a big difference between Palace and West Brom, first of all. And there's also a difference between Man City at home and Spurs. Like, I don't know. Man City is goal-scoring machines. Everyone's fit right now. Their defense has been really good, actually, recently. I expect a clean sheet. I would be shocked if this was not a clean sheet, to be honest. I'm actually praying for yeah. not a clean sheet. There. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, you are. I'm not holding any city assets, so like I could really use a, a West yeah. Brom goal here. 
I see a lot of rotation in this game, though. I think like players like Mendy come in, maybe Sinchenko come in. Yeah, for sure. Because this Something is just like one of those games that Pep will be like, yeah, even my my subs can beat this team. You know, it's not it's not like West Brom are a high level team that can compete with City's reserve so you team. Still, anyway. You still want to bring in Mares then? I already did it. So I'm <laughs> <fucking away. laughs> Jota is dropping go. in price. I was like, "Fuck it, dude! I, I'm just gonna do it." Fair enough. And and the thing is, even if he doesn't play, like if he plays the next game, like all exactly, City could exactly. play well in any game. They could beat yeah. any team on their day. So no, like, whatever. That, that, that's why Mars is not a bad choice. At that's all. the thing. Like, yeah. if you're looking and just so for this cheap, game, like 8.5 mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on his day, he's like a 10 million player, maybe more. Yeah. With a guy like Mars, if you get him and you actually stick with him for like a good ten weeks, he will be great value, like without a doubt in my mind. Like that just Mars is so class and he's been starting almost every game for City. So Exactly. The, that was my league. thinking when I yeah. got him. Like he started I think he only didn't play one game or like two games and in those he didn't play a single minute. Yeah. So for me, if he doesn't play this game, he doesn't start, he's not gonna play at all. So Yeah. If you ask me the trick with a guy like Mars is to think of him as a long-term investment if you think of him for the next two games and then you're going to get him out for someone else there's a chance it just doesn't work out and you regret everything but if you're like happy to stick with him long term he'll definitely pay dividends i think so that's my Hopefully. views on mares yeah but yeah this best goal. game easy win 4-0 okay hopefully who would get the goals yeah. kdb hat-trick maybe three two can i get a kdb <laughs> hat-trick please three two <laughs> <laughs> Kid Jim and I. All right. Uh, this goes over to the Emirates where Southampton will be coming uh, to play. To win. <laughs> yeah. To win. Honestly, like, would you be that surprised? No. I'd back uh, our high school's varsity team back in the day to <laughs> right now. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I would be <laughs> shocked if our Southampton did not win this game. They've been so good this season. They're a top four team. Arsenal's a relegation candidate. Like, we got to face the realities here. If Arsenal cannot score goals, and now they're missing Partey, they're missing Shaka, they have no midfield left. Like, you know, since October 17th, they've only scored two goals. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Arsenal scored 10 goals this whole season, and Southampton have like 24 or something. Like, the thing is, can we just say, I don't know what the fuck Arteta is doing. Like, now that like now that their bad form is exposed, like more of the negatives of what's going on within the club, you know, are coming to light. And it's like, yeah, why are you not playing Saliba? Like you sign him for twenty-seven mil, you have defensive problems, and you don't want to play him. It doesn't make any sense. Also, you have you have no creativity in your midfield. You don't play Ozil, who's on three hundred fifty k a week, and like on his yeah. day, he's a world-class player. Like, why would you not play him? It doesn't make any sense. But asking yeah. himself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Teta well, has a lot to figure out. Before. I mean, he should be sacked soon, like shortly. So I, I guess someone I else will figure it out. He's counting the days now. Yeah, he definitely Yeah, is. maybe you shouldn't have gotten rid of my boy Terreira and play Shaka <laughs> instead of him. Or Gwendozi, bro. Have you seen Gwendozi's goal last week? It was crazy. Like, you need really? a player like that in your midfield right yeah. now. I mean, with attitude problems, I guess that explains Gwendozi and Ozil. But I mean, I get that but at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but the... then you have someone like Shaka playing who gets red carded like a stupid red card like that. That's lets the rest point. of his team down. He's he was the captain at one point. Like, come yeah, on, dude. That's embarrassing. Aubameyang's got that payday, and I don't know what happened to him either. Like, he was literally one of the best strikers in the world, like not too long ago, <laughs> and now what is he? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I saw he has like thirty points in FPL total. He's like what on par with like 
Suchek less than that. Suchek probably <laughs> outscoring. He's like on par with Westwood and like. Oh my Hoiberg. god. <laughs> God help Arsenal fans, man. I hope they find some peace soon. But. but that, like that being said, right? I know Southampton are really good and all, but I don't know. I, 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 I could see this being a draw, like a one-one draw. Honestly, that wouldn't surprise me too much either. I don't think it's gonna be a walk in the park for Southampton. Um, but given the recent trend, I still think that. Um, Southampton have a good chance of coming out on top. Okay, yeah, I have a couple like, I'm looking at this from a tactical standpoint, right? Because, oh. like, do Southampton just go to the Emirates and they just go for it, like attack them like they were playing at home? Because when you're playing away from home, you kind of you don't want to commit as many players forward. It's like I could see this being an even game, you know? Okay, no, I have a couple things I need to say. First of all, the Saints had a bad record against Arsenal last year, but uh, these are two completely different teams. Second of all, Danny Ings is back. And now he's played 45 minutes. He's played 90 minutes. He scored. He's assisted. I mean, Danny Ings is back. Danny Ings scores goals consistently. That's one goal you can just add to Southampton. One nil. And, okay, you can work from there. Arsenal don't score goals. So that's at least one nil finished. Saints are winning this game. No question if you ask me. And last week, I was telling you guys, Saints are going to go trash that as Sheffield. Three nil. And then you're like, talk me out of it. You're like, no, no. Uh, Sheffield don't get trashed like that. And keep it keep it one nil, two nil. Saints went and won 3 0, okay? And they played amazing football, and they're going to do it again, and they're going to beat up Arsenal, and it's going to be, I don't know, 2 0 to Southampton. That's my prediction. The thing, I'm not, I would not be surprised at all if that happened. I'm just saying, like, Arsenal are not a relegation candidate team. Like, the level of their squad is miles above that. Like, on their day, they're a top six team, let's be honest. Like, mm-hmm. they were playing like that last season. So I'm just thinking, like, this has to end eventually, right? Like, their shit form has to get better. Right? Like, they're the going to have to start scoring goals. Like you have Aubameyang, a dude who scores 20 goals consistently per season. Like it can't just, you can't keep blanking. Like how are you not scoring goals? It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I don't know. I could see this being like a 2-0 win or I could see this being like a 1-1, you know. Arsenal can start scoring goals in like five game weeks against West Brom if they like. But it's not going to be against Southampton. Southampton's so good this year. I'm so impressed by them every time I watch them play. And now Ings is back. And... I just know he's going to score some goals. So, yeah, easy Arsenal, easy Southampton win. 2 0. All right. <clears throat> so then we have Leeds hosting Newcastle. Um, Leeds came out of a disappointing game last week. Yeah. Yo, did I not say when you expect Leeds to win a game, right? They just don't. And then when you expect them to lose, they just do somehow. They're just a, such an unpredictable team. That's true. I mean, that said, I expect Leeds to win again. <laughs> same, 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 same. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Newcastle, were look, who, who were they just playing last week? Uh, West they Brom. played West Brom. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch that game, to be fair. But I don't know. I can't see Newcastle beating Leeds. I think Leeds, even though they lost to West Ham, they showed that they can create a lot of chances. I mean, Bamford's been kind of shocking. He hasn't been involved in the games. But... um. I think Rafinha is going to finally get something on the board. That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe, uh, yeah, I think Leeds win this game still. I think, like, maybe 2-1. I think this game really could... One goal... <clears throat> it's going to be a one-goal game or, like, a one-goal difference. I, uh, I don't see it being more than 2-1 uh, for any team. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 1-1 either. Um, I definitely see Newcastle able to get a goal. I definitely think Leeds can get a goal. Um, 
but I don't see much to differentiate either side. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, you can try to predict score lines, but like for me, I don't know. When I'm trying to predict the game, I'm trying to predict more like how the the flow of the game is going to be, like who attacks more or whatever. I see it being more of like elites kind of take the game to Newcastle, but Newcastle are solid defensively, right? So I also see it being a one-goal game. And I don't know, Newcastle just don't like to commit too many people forward when they're playing bigger teams. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to be boring and agree with you guys and say 2-1. Fair enough. I mean, we're all in agreement. Hopefully Wilson scores, though. Just got to put that in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he totally did uh, this game. If anything, it's time for Bamford to have some returns. Like, come on. Rafinha time, bro. Time for Bamford to get benched. <laughs> Rafinha time. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather take Rafinha scores two goals than Bamford scores or assists even one, honestly. Because yeah. I'm scared to not own him. He's like, he, his yeah. ownership is skyrocketing now. And it's scary to not have him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm a little, a little worried. But I don't rate him as a player. I don't know. We'll see. This next game is probably the hardest to call, if you ask me. I, I've been thinking about this game. I can't, I can't decide. Leicester hosting Everton at the King Power. How the fuck does a game like this go? I don't know. Well, the thing <laughs> is, if you, if you can't call it, then it has to be a draw, right? Not necessarily, but... <laughs> if, if you're thinking, well, either team could win, it has to be a draw. It could be nil-nil. It could be 3-0. That's the thing. Exactly. That's my concern. It just depends which team shows up on the day. I mean, both of them looked like good last week, sure. But I mean, Chelsea were so bad and Brighton just rolled over from the first like 20 minutes. Like they just gave up and just Leicester just smacked them upside down. But I mean, they improved in the second half too. But I just think Leicester had a too easy a game last game. They weren't really tested. And Everton like played a really, really weak Chelsea side. I don't know. It's the weakest Chelsea I've seen all season. Or maybe they made them look weak. I think maybe. Ancelotti tactically that game was spot on. Yeah. I mean, Coleman should be back. That should help them. I don't know. What do you think? Who, who, who do you give the win to? I, I, I don't know about... Ooh, it's, it's tough. I see both teams scoring in this okay. game. I mean, I you agree have Lewin. You have Jimmy Vardy. I definitely think both teams are going to try and create chances. Mm-hmm. I think it's really going to go down to who do you trust more? Which back line slash keeper do you trust more? Leicester's. Uh, Leicester's or Everton's. That's one thing I have to say. I definitely trust Leicester's defense a lot more than I trust Everton's. But offensively, they're around even if you ask me. Exactly. But Everton are trash away from home. Like They just are. Without their full team... The thing is, Leicester at home can be inconsistent too. So that's why I, yeah. can, I, I can understand why it's hard to call this game. But I see Leicester winning this. I think it's a close game. I think, like I said, both teams can score. They have good strikers. Yeah. Um, but I'd say Leicester take this. It's definitely like a one-goal game for me, 2-1. But I could look really stupid. Hopefully 2-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to commit to anything. <laughs> no, 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 you guys have to commit to a scoreline. Yeah, Come on. Do it, bro. Don't just leave me out here to dry, bro. All right, okay, well, let's hear it. You got? No, but like I said, like it's a, it's it's gonna be a close game. Um, so I mean, definitely two one, maybe three one. But it, like I would, I wouldn't say three one to Leicester. I think there's a chance it could be three one even to Everton. So um, really? So, so which is it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call one, bro. 
All right, let me just uh, flip a coin and let me, let that okay, decide. Okay, but I mean, what about you? Man, you guys are so full of shit, man. <laughs> I think Glitch will win, but if West Ham win, I won't be surprised, bro. <laughs> you gotta yeah, choose you, one. You, it's hard to, like, football is such a, of like, course like, it's a hard. team could dominate for 90 minutes and then, I don't know, some bullshit VAR penalty gets given and they lose, you know? It's always so hard to call. We're not going to sit here and talk for an hour and just say, yeah, either team could win. Fuck that, Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying Leicester wins. Okay, I'll join you then. Okay, let, let, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in more of an FPL standpoint. I'm okay. gonna say Vardy owners look good. Calvert Lewin owners also look not too not too bad. Um, but if you have a defender in, in those fields, then potentially all I hear here is an excuse for you to not give a scoreline. Give a fucking <laughs> scoreline. Okay, okay. I think the favorites are Leicester, so I would give them a two-one win. Fair all enough. right, so we all agree with that. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go two 0 Leicester. Why not spice it up? Uh, some Vardy goals. Want to take a break? Yeah, or... let's take a little break right here, and then we can come back for the rest of the fixtures. And we're back. <laughs> So Brighton are going to Fulham. Um, maybe a day ago I would have said Brighton win this game, but um, especially with the absence of Tarek Lamptey in the last game and not the confirm not having a confirmation about him starting against Fulham either, um, and given that Fulham have been improving, I think Fulham can win this game. Actually, um, I don't see a I don't think it's going to be a big difference in game. I think maybe it's a one or two goal game as well. But I actually do think that Fulham could take this game to Brighton, who haven't looked as strong lately. Um, but yeah, so with that said, if Cavalero is still playing up top as a midfielder, 0.1% ownership, um, I definitely think this could be a good game for him to play. Interesting. I mean, same as pretty much any Brighton game. I see this being a both team scoring game. Um, I think Fulham show they have some attacking potential. A few of their players have been looking good lately, but um, I still don't trust either defense. And even Brighton's scoring goals has been tough for them lately. But uh, I think I think Lamptey should be back for this. I think it was precautionary. That's what Potter said. So I think he'll be back for this one. I think he adds a lot of pace and power to their offense. So I think like both teams score, but either team took, could take it. But I, I would go with a one-one. If I had to predict it, yeah, I see it being a close game as well. I don't. I just see Fulham have improved so much. To, I mean, they they took the game to Liverpool. Like they showed no fear. So I don't know. I'm thinking if they can tie to the champions at home, why can't they beat Brighton at home? You know, fair so enough. I'm thinking there's only like a couple, maybe one goal in it, or two goals in this game. So I'm gonna go for a one nil Fulham win. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, let's go yeah. into the next game because that's way more interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we called this game last podcast. We were talking about it already. That's how big it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're hyped about this. This is, this is going to be to see who goes top of the table. Um, oh, yeah. Liverpool versus Spurs. What do we think? Oof. I mean, this one's hard to call, man. This one's hard to call. I'm going to start saying... Sorry. Go on. 
No, I was just going to say like both teams coming off a, what's a, what would be considered a disappointing tie That's uh, from last week. So both teams, I feel, are going to come out wanting to win. More than anything, both teams are going to want to make a point. If Mourinho can beat Liverpool, that's a huge statement from Spurs. Um, but with that said, I mean, Liverpool have been class and you have Salamane up top. So that Spurs defense would be looking a bit sketch to me. Yeah. I mean, I do want to say Mourinho's been really good in these big games up until this point. But coming to Anfield... With, with some fans in the building, let's not forget. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is Mourinho is going to go for the draw. He's going to want that nice 0-0, and he's going to, that's what his goal is going to be, going to Anfield. And he'll do everything in his power to make that happen. But if Liverpool can break through and get that goal before Spurs have a chance to counterattack, I think this game could get ugly, actually. I think Liverpool could go and, and trash Spurs because I think, I think if Spurs have to have to attack after being behind. I don't think they have the midfield to compete with Liverpool's, and I think Liverpool would win this game. I mean, my only concern with Liverpool is Matip might be out. That means some kid's going to be playing centre-back or like Jordan Henderson. And then in that case, I could see I could see Spurs getting a, a result here. But, I mean, yeah, so it depends on the lineup for me, but as, as long as Matip is playing, I would say like Liverpool can win this game, and I think... It could be higher scoring than you would think. I think maybe like a 3-1 Liverpool. See, for me, I'm going to have to disagree. I don't think Mourinho goes for a draw here. I think he's just going to do what he's been doing in all his games this season, which is kind of keep the defense compact and then hit them on the counter. Because Spurs have such good players for counter-attacking play. They have the pacey wingers and then Kane up front, who's just a beast. So, Although I do think what you said is true, that if Liverpool scores first, then Spurs are kind of fucked because... Then they're on the back foot. You can't just kind of keep defending when you're 1-0 behind. I think that just kind of plays into Liverpool's hands. So, I don't know. I see this as a really close game. And would it be crazy to go for a Spurs win? I think, uh, I think based on what we've heard, and I, I like what you said, Ahmed, um, I think this game is going to go down to who scores first. Who can get the first goal early? Um, and, and be on the front foot from the start. Because um, then both teams have what it takes to hold it and counterattack. Because both teams have the, te- the players to counterattack. They have the players to hold. Um, so really, I think it's going to go down to who scores first. And whoever does, uh, I can see winning the game. Fair you know enough. what? I've decided... 2-1 Spurs. Fuck it. I might look like an idiot next podcast and I might get mean, but I'm going to I gotta put my neck on the line and go for a Spurs win. I, I, I don't see Spurs winning. I mean, as good as they've been, and maybe two weeks ago I would have been more convinced, but mm-hmm. I think Liverpool take this game. I yeah, think, it's uh, definitely not a popular opinion. <laughs> I think yeah, most yeah. people will think Liverpool win this game, but... I don't know. I just see, the, I don't know, Spurs defense has just been so solid. I think they can keep it compact. I think the way Liverpool plays is going to play right into their hands. Yeah, fair enough. What do you think, Ayo? What's your final no, prediction? I, I, just, I just think that, um, I, I don't know, like, I, I just, I have too much faith in Salah. Yeah, Salah, Salah just bangs. So you he guys are basing an entire result on one player? No, of course and, not. And I, Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust Spurs' defense. I don't think they're all that good. I think, I mean, yeah, sure, they keep clean sheets against some teams, but like, 
they haven't faced Mo Salah and fucking Bobby and all these guys. Like they're gonna rip them apart. They're, Liverpool's attack is. But they faced some that. good teams. They they faced Chelsea away. And they kept yeah, and Mourinho did exactly what he wanted to, which he is get that nil nil, and he got it. But no, but it's not like he didn't take risks. Like he definitely went for goals. Like I would say, Spurs were really unlucky I, to not win that game. I disagree. I think that game was totally like Mourinho got what he wanted kind of game. I, I'm but, not saying he didn't mind the draw. Like he'll take a draw, but I, he went for it. Like Spurs should. I feel have like Chelsea went goals. for it a lot more. But in the second half, at the end, I'll give it to you that Chelsea were definitely dominating. But I don't know. I just see that. I don't know. The way Liverpool play is just going to play right into their hands. They're going to keep it compact the same way they did against Chelsea and try to hit them on the break. And I don't think that Liverpool's defense has been solid enough to to keep them at bay, you know? Yeah. I mean, as good as Chelsea have been. Sorry. Go on. I was just going to... I agree that Liverpool's defense haven't been solid, as solid maybe throughout the season so far. However, I don't think Spurs have been put... Like, have had that pressure on that back line that Mo Salah, Mane will offer for Liverpool. So That's exactly I, my thinking, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, and you could argue this fight for hours because of the form that Spurs are in, but I think at the end of the day, you're just going to have to, like, trust that Eric Dyer is going to fuck up and that Salah yeah. or Mane are going to capitalize. Well, yeah. From what I've heard, I think they're playing Henderson at centre-back. So I would, I definitely trust Dyer more than Hendo at center back. I have to say, I wouldn't. I think they're really? about even if you ask me. But I mean, really, I mean, as good as Chelsea were, they were they're nothing on Liverpool's offense. Liverpool's a machine, and now that Trent Alexander is back, he's a crucial, crucial part of that machine. Him and Robertson, along with along with Hendo and Wijnaldum, whoever in the midfield, and obviously Salah and Mane and Bobby, like that's. That's not something Spurs have been tested with yet this season. I mean, they face Chelsea, they face Arsenal, they even face Man City. But this is a different beast they're coming up to, and at Anfield, and uh, you know Liverpool don't lose at Anfield, and there's the home fans. I think, I think also, you're starting to convince me. Actually, damn, now I'm doubting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I also want to point out that like like I did, um, given that they're both coming off a disappoint disappointing result, uh-huh. I would trust Liverpool before Spurs to get a more of an initial reaction uh, in the next game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm backing Liverpool in this game for sure. Yeah, me too. Maybe I said 3-1 earlier, but because of the uncertainty around who's playing at centre-back, maybe I'll like knock that down. I'll make it a 2-1. I'll say 2-1 to Liverpool. I'm just, I'm just going to do it for the content. I'm going to say Spurs to win. <laughs> Spurs Fair win enough. 2-1. And I might look really stupid, but what I would say is there's definitely no good captain options in this game because it could go either way. What I would say is you guys can eat my nuts too because of uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> I did tell you Spurs. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Choke it is. against Crystal Palace, but you guys don't fucking listen. But anyways, now you know what happens. Yeah, we'll bring it can up. Can I just say part. though? Can I just say though? Like in the what? 95th minute, Kane had like the most insane header saved by Guaita. It yeah. was like a crazy save. It should have been a two-one. Guaita also let in the stupidest goal from Kane. So don't give me that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <is>, very <laughs> true. Fine, shit. fine, fine, fine. All right, <laughs> we deserve our roast. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, only because you guys mentioned you're gonna bring it up on the next <laughs> podcast. So how about I do it for you, you little shits? <laughs> Spurs are trash. Uh, <laughs> <fuck me. laughs> I mean, 
They're not I mean, trash, to be obviously. fair, Liverpool did choke, so it didn't impact them as much as it should have in the league table. Right. No, exactly. It really didn't. But I think Liverpool, I think a part of that Fulham result was because they had their eyes on this fixture right here. Like, Trent got subbed off early. Like, this is the one they're waiting for. They want to fucking beat Mourinho and let the, let the title challenge know its place. So, I think Liverpool will do whatever it takes. I think they'll win this game. But I do think Spurs are in great form. You know, one thing I did notice was in the Fulham game, they kept trying to play this high line. It's almost like as soon as they got Trent back, they went back to... Remember that 7-2 game against Villa? They were just playing this ridiculously high line. And Fulham just kept exploiting it with their pacey players over and over. Like, I don't know. Maybe... Am I crazy to think that Trent is just trash at defending and Nico Williams was more solid, which is why they kept more clean sheets? I mean, maybe that's part of it. I don't think Trent is as bad as a defender as he's made out to be. But I also want to say, like, Fulham went at Liverpool. Like, Spurs do not do that. Like, that's, that's the one way to beat Liverpool. That's how Aston Villa did it too. Like, you have to really attack Liverpool and be fearless, and which most of the time will get your ass whooped. But, like, once in a while, it'll work out. But you can't be a counter-attacking team and beat Liverpool. It just doesn't happen that often. Like, in the history of the Klopp era, like, you can, that's not a consistent way to beat Liverpool. So... I don't know. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll stand here and apologize next week and you guys can make fun of me. But I think Liverpool win this game. Yeah, I expect the heartfelt I mean, I'm, apology I'm you, next I'm week, boys. And if Spurs lose again, Facundo, I'm on your ass, boy. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not like this is a popular wrong. opinion, bro. I'm, I'm just, I'm doing this for the podcast. Popular bro. or not, it's your opinion, bro. You're sticking with it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. 2-1 Spurs. Don't let me down, Harry Kane. I need a brace. Yeah, I mean, I have Kane and Son. I wouldn't mind some goals. I don't even have Salah. I just, I guess maybe I'm biased, but like, I just think Liverpool wins this game. I don't know. I mean, Let's I have see. Harry Kane, I have Son, and I have Salah, and I'm expecting a blank from Son and Kane. I'm expecting a good week for you, Ayo. I think both, all three of those guys could get on the I, score I can see both teams scoring 100%. 100, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Same. Yeah, actually, that's pretty, pretty sound. But then again, that's, that's, Mourinho that's wants that nil nil. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. That was fun to talk about, though. Uh, West Ham Palace. I mean, initially, like, my reaction is Crystal Palace have impressed me more recently. I think Crystal Palace win this game. I think. What? 2-1 to Palace. Well, you think Palace won this game? Yeah, 2-1 Palace. You heard it here first. And I was getting roasted for the last result. (laughs) I mean, like at least at least there's like some logic to it. But West Ham just beat Leeds away from home. It's not like Leeds are yeah. Crystal a Palace trash just team. side Spurs. It's not like Spurs are trash. Yeah, team. but they were at home. They were at home. Like at home, Crystal Palace are a solid team. Away from home, they're I don't know. They're kind of inconsistent. You know. I don't know. They won five one last time they were away at home. Yeah, but it was West Brom and they had a red card in the thirtieth minute. So I don't think it's. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can say whatever, but I think Palace have really impressed me recently, and I think. I think the power and pace they have in their squad right now, like Ezes looked really nice. Zaha's back. He's looking good. Even Menteke can score some goals. Like, I think Ant-Man and Holtz looked really good lately, if you ask me to. I think Palace... Well, West Ham have also team. looked really good. I don't yeah, think so. I, I think they exposed Leeds' horrible set-piece defending last game. But apart from that, like, I don't think they had that much creativity. Like, Ben Rahma looked okay, whatever. But... um. I don't think West Ham are all that they're made out to be. I think Leeds' defense was really caught out in the West Ham game. Those set pieces were just... You could just tell that the goal was coming and it came both times. Like, Leeds did not know how to defend set pieces. And I don't think... Crystal but I would say ball. Leeds were unlucky. Like, no, they were lucky to only concede two goals because there were a couple of good chances as well from open play that they had, West Ham. 
Perhaps. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, Melier had a good game, fair enough. But I think Palace are a much more solid defensive team than Leeds. I think West Ham won't be able to score quite as easily. And I think Palace's attacking options have looked good to me lately. I think Palace win this game. But, you know what? You've kind of, you've, you've kind of like, yeah, you've kind of convinced me. Yeah, Palace maybe have been more solid than I've given them credit for. But I still think West Ham win this. I think it's a close game, regardless. I'm thinking two-one West Ham, just because they're a team on form, you know, and they're at home. Home advantage is still a big thing, so I'll go two-one. Fair enough. What do you got, Ayo? Honestly, like I was leading more for West Ham, like Vag, and you did convince me a little bit in the other direction. Okay. But um. I, I'm I'm kind of expecting a draw, maybe one-one, maybe even nil-nil. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Like I I don't see any team scoring more than one goal in yeah. this game. Okay. I mean that's a good point too. Maybe maybe I'll change my prediction. Actually, one-nil Palace. Let's go with a clean sheet. What about Sufal though? Both teams are solid defensively. What about Sufal? Are you just going to turn your back on him like that? He served you so well all these weeks, and now as soon as he's gone out of your team, you just going to do him <laughs> like that, bro. I mean, I left him last week for Trent. I mean, Sufal's good on set pieces. He's still a good option, but I think Palace get a goal, man. I don't think West Ham... It would be them. classic West Ham to choke this game, so I guess I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could go either way. Fair enough. I would just lean Palace slightly. All right, uh, this next one looks so boring, but let's talk about it. We got Aston Villa at home to Burnley. Is, is it that boring? I mean, I will, I will not watch this game. I'll tell you right now for free. <laughs> I, I have better things to do. <laughs> the thing is, on paper, you expect Aston Villa to run over Burnley, but like I said last podcast at home, they're just so inconsistent. I could see a nil-nil, one so I don't think anyone runs over Burnley. Burnley are what you would describe Sheffield as. They're not the team that's going to get thrashed. Yeah, but like, I mean, like you well, mean, they, I mean they more in the terms been. of like easy yeah. win for Villa is what I mean. You know, it's definitely not an easy win for Villa. It, it's one of those games that if Burnley gets their first goal, it's one nil. Like book it. Like there's nothing. Nothing else is happening in that game. But uh, I mean, if Villa gets the first goal, then we have an open game maybe. But I would think I would think it's very low scoring. I think zero zero honestly. That's my prediction. I don't yeah, think the other team. I can see that. I, I'm gonna just lean towards Villa because they're on decent form. So one nil for me. I would not um, watch this game though. Hundred percent, I would not watch yeah. this game. <laughs> I would as a Jack Lewis owner. Like maybe not not much more to do. But, Can I just um, say, by the way, Jack Grealish last week, he should have had a pen, but he gave it away for some fucking reason. He keeps I don't understand away. this. Can you, yeah, can un- you fucking stop, Jack? I, 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 yeah, I forgot about this, but what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Like, I've been seeing Ollie Watkins take pens. I've been seeing, like, why, why is this guy now taking pens for, for Aston Villa? I think like, Dean Smith did clarify it in the post-game conference that El Ghazi is actually the pen taker when he's on the pitch. It just He's not on the pitch that often. So I don't think it was Grealish just giving it up. I think El Ghazi was the designated pen taker. So but, hopefully but I don't, Grealish takes the next one. No, I I'm read that like, El Ghazi said himself that like, Grealish gave it to him from what I read. I don't know. They both said contradicting things. But can Jack Grealish just take a fucking penalty, please? <laughs> I just don't yeah. understand what he has to do to like earn that spot. Like He's the team captain. He's been at that club yeah. since he was a boy. He's their best player. He was on pens last season. Like... Like, there's no, like, if you look at the starting 11, the reserves, I don't care if El Ghazi's on the pitch, off the pitch. 
Yeah. Is, is not the favorite of is like Jack Grealish not the favorite option at all times? I think yeah, Grealish I'm surprised is, they don't trust him more. Like I think they trust him. I think he's just nervous about taking pens. That's what I. That's what it looks like to me. Is he's the, that Ollie Watkins one? That was definitely his, and he gave it to Watkins. So. I don't know. I feel like Grealish just doesn't want that responsibility, but maybe he'll take it next time. Bro, around. if I was Dean Smith, I'd be like, dude, you're our best fucking player. Like, you can miss as many pens as you want. Like, <laughs> you're too good for us anyway. <laughs> like, we're lucky to have you. Just <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, same, yeah. And plus, it's not like they have many good pen takers on their starting 11. Like, everyone's fucking missed. So, you might as well give it to Jack. Yeah, I mean, Alkazi scored. So, that's a bit annoying, but... Yeah, Jack Grealish taking pens would be nice. I mean, he's pretty highly owned, but there's still like a good chunk. What is he? 42% owned? Yeah, the thing is, if you give him pens, like he just becomes an animal for FPL points. That's still 56% of people we're we're beating every time he scores. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully he takes a pen next time around. Maybe it's against Burnley. Who knows? All right, what's our prediction though? Um... I'm backing Aston Villa in this game. I could see it being 2-0 to Aston Villa. Um, okay. Um, I think Burnley have looked a bit more s- compact at the back. However, going forward, I don't really see them uh, yeah. getting getting a goal. Um, Chris Wood was horrible last game. Yeah, and I think Aston Villa have been pretty good as well at the back lately. Um, Mings has been playing well. Martinez has been playing very well. Um so I do see Aston Villa taking this game home, uh, yeah, two nil, maybe one nil, but uh, but I would predict two nil. Yeah. The thing is, we're saying that Burnley is so solid, but I mean they did get demolished by Man City. But no, that's what I, they, that happens every year. Like they're solid yeah, all season. But I mean, still, it just shows like their defense is not perfect. Like once once they concede a couple of goals, they just kind of fall apart. Okay, but Aston yeah, Villa but don't have Burnley, Kevin De Bruyne. Burnley have, they have also Jack had Grealish, bro. Injuries. Okay, but they don't have Gabriel Jesus or Sterling or no. They have Watkins. <laughs> Only Watkins. <laughs> he scored a hat trick against Liverpool. What's your point? <laughs> no, the thing is, if like the Villa that are really good show up, like I see this being an easy Villa win, you know. But Villa are way kinda, too inconsistent. Yeah, they're topsy turvy, bro. I don't know whichever yeah. team shows up, but either way, I'm just gonna lean towards a Villa win. Just because Burnley haven't really done like yeah you beat Arsenal but it's fucking Arsenal so it was Actually, an yeah, own goal enough. as well like 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 I mean yeah Aston Villa like you said can be quite inconsistent but if there's one thing Burnley is consistent at is being quite average so um, yeah that's, that's fair. I'm I'm leaning I'm I'm leading towards Aston Villa for sure okay I'm changing my prediction from zero zero to one one because hopefully no Martinez clean sheet again. <laughs> That would piss me the fuck off. You just so, know he's going to get like a nine quarter <laughs> in this game. I am no, banking that. on that. Now this next game, I mean, for once, I am very confident in the Man United win. They're away to Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. I mean, does this, is, there, maybe. is there any chance of Sheffield pulling something off here? United away from home. <laughs> you already know, bro. Bruno's going to have a fucking field day with this one. <laughs> I'm more hyped, like, I have more positivity about Bruno in this game than I had for Salah against Fulham. Okay. Now that's a bit And scary. I had high hopes for Salah. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know, you, I, I, like I said last podcast, when United play away from home, they just become insanely good. 
Like, yeah, I, I'd back this fixture more than, than the solo one, like Io said as well. Yeah. No, I see Bruno. Like, I, I, I can definitely see a case for captaining him over KDB if you have both. And I'm definitely considering it still. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Bruno is definitely going to be my captain this week. Um, and like we've been saying, a, lo- a lot of the top teams have dropped points last week. So I think Sounds a lot of these United. teams are are looking to get three points now. Um, with that said, Sheffield have looked so, so poor that yeah. um, I, I, I really don't see them giving United a problem. However, given the fact that they're playing United, if Sheffield do decide to park the bus, this could be a 1-0 game. Yeah, wouldn't it just be United. so Man United to, to fucking lose somehow? I don't even think that's possible. Open, I don't think Sheffield can win a game. Yeah, but and United makes the impossible possible sometimes in, the bad, in like a bad way. Best Sheffield get a 0-0. That's their dream scenario, if you ask me. Like, there's no way Sheffield score goals or get points, or get a win in this game. No fucking chance, bro. What the fuck <laughs> happened to Sheffield, dude? Last season, they were so fucking solid, and now they just they can't buy a win. Whatever yeah. happened to Lundstrom, man? Honestly, I man. think I think it's because he doesn't want to sign a new contract, so he just no. It's because they listed him it. as a midfielder, bro. He lost the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> the FPL fame got to his head, bro. He wasn't getting the six points per goal. He's like, fuck it, it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> but it would, it really would be just so Man United to I don't know. Everyone backs them for once, and then they just let everyone down. I mean, not not against Sheffield, bro. They can that will happen. Just not, yeah. not this bro. Remember bro. when they lost to Cardiff at home last season? Like honestly, I, I wouldn't put it past Solskjaer. Cardiff yeah. was or not in the was it two last seasons season. ago. <laughs> two seasons ago, whatever. Maybe. Uh huh. No, I think I think United win this game. I think three zero. Yeah, three zero. I was All gonna right. say three one, but yeah. All right. I mean, no, I see a clean sheet. I if there's one thing I see is a clean sheet for United. Yeah. Um, I think both been, Manchester teams got an easy clean sheet this week. <laughs> I West think Brom they has been playing well as well. Um, I mean, I mean, then again, <laughs> if Maguire, you know, you never know. <laughs> but That's still, I, I think like no, I don't think Sheffield could, are useless attacking. Like they did score against Leicester and Chelsea and Liverpool, so you never know. I guess yeah, you're right. Well. That Liverpool game was so weird. Well, whatever. Yeah. 3-1, boys. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm going 3-0. Yeah, I'll go 3-0 as well. Bruno, to be involved in all three goals, honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. Uh, Luke saw hat trick, bro. This is is the typical game where it's 0-0 until the 65th minute, and then... And United go rampant. I've seen that so many times. They just score three goals in 20 minutes. It happened against Newcastle. It's happened to so many teams. Um, and that's when Bruno and Rashford decide to go off um, one penalty. Yeah, Bruno just looks like the man to get right now, doesn't he? And their fixtures yeah. coming up is like they're fucking solid. What about rotation? You guys think there's a chance Bruno gets a rest? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. I, against West Ham, he got rested and then they realized they were shit without him. That's <laughs> I true. Mean, doesn't take fucking Einstein to realize that United are trash without Bruno. I don't know what Solskjaer was thinking. It's not like West Ham were, I don't know, like a easy game. So I don't know. Oh. There's a lot of games coming up, and he plays most 
most games in 90 minutes. So maybe in somewhere in there he gets a rest. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if the game is 3-0 at halftime, for example, there's definitely the chance that he does come off in the 70th or 80th minutes. Mm-hmm. However, um, Ole loves to play Bruno. I mean, we saw it last year um, in the not, in less important games. We've been seeing it this year, um, even in the Champions League against Istanbul. Um, so I don't see Bruno missing this game at all. However, if they are up by three goals, by which you will already be happy with the return. So, um, so I mean, yeah, Bruno will definitely start. If there's a game he rests, it won't be here. Fair enough. All right, I guess that's all the games then. Let's move on to our, um, our transfer options and stuff. Uh, who wants to kick us off? I mean, I'll kick us off because I have the most boring transfer of all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm really happy with my starting 11. Um, so I wasn't making any changes there. However, I have been meaning to take Jorginho out for a while. He oh already my. dropped. He already, yeah, that, that transfer never panned out. I brought him in at five, thinking yeah. that he was going to take some more penalties. But then the next game, he stopped starting. So. <laughs> yeah. Wait, That's you've had Jorginho all this time? Since it's all yeah, for Yeah. How? <laughs> I mean, I've I've been I, like the problem is I've been benching him, right? And I've been trying to do all these other transfers, so um, I like he's just not been the priority. Yeah. Uh, however, enough. I've I've already lost point one on him, which I'm very disappointed about. Um, yeah. And but now that I'm really I, I'm okay with my starting eleven, I like who I have. Uh-huh. Um, I have I have the freedom to go and take him out, so. I'm bringing in Romeo. I mean, I considered bringing in Susik as well. He was priced the same. Um, but given that this is my fifth midfielder, I thought I would uh, take some money and put it in the bank to maybe invest elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I brought in Romeo, who, I mean, given Southampton's form in some Given he got an assist in the last game as well, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's not, it wasn't an assist as much as just a normal pass. But um, given Southampton's form, I definitely think that Romeo is one of the better options at the five point four, sorry, four point five price range. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not even planning on starting him against Arsenal or anything. But yeah, that's the move I made to make some money. However. I do have a dilemma in my squad that I That's need good. advice for. So I'm playing three at the back. I have Chilwell and Lamptey. And then I have Walker Peters and James Justin. That's See, tough. so I, wow. I initially had James Justin starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, given that on paper, Arsenal versus Southampton, you would expect Southampton not, or you would expect them to concede a goal. Um, but I think Everton also are going to score a goal. But so, given the trend right now, I have Walker Peters in my starting team. What would you say? I don't think that's I don't think that's a terrible move, honestly. That's such a close one, bro. Ah, uh, I think. Wait, I who go... were your three starting ones? So Chilwell, Walker Peters, and Lamptey. The thing about Lamptey, given that 
he may or may not play. He probably will, he will play. play. He will play. The um, thing is, right, st- starting with Lamptey is that maybe like two weeks ago I would have said 100% starting, but Fulham look decent now. So is that a guaranteed clean sheet? It's not about the clean sheet. But Lamptey is the best attacking player out of all of them. So you have to start him, Ayo, if you ask me. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I thought. Between yeah, Walker Peters and James Justin, <laughs> I think I would slightly lean James Justin, actually. I just think he looks so good against Brighton. And I think like he's playing so far forward and he's like whipping in a lot of crosses. I don't think Kyle Walker-Peters is that much of an attacking threat, not on the level that James Justin is. And like we said, the Leicester game could go either way. So I could see them getting a clean sheet. Like, so I would, I would slightly lean James Justin. I'd probably yeah, agree I mean, with you, yeah. Okay, well, I'll probably do this, that then. But like my dilemma was that I agree that in terms of attacking threat, James Justin would definitely be my favorite. But am I so, like, would I be crazy to think that Southampton are going to keep it clean Not sheet? at all. If I could start both, I would start both, bro. Yeah, if anything, I'd say Southampton have more clean sheet potential in Leicester. Maybe yeah. just slightly, yeah. So, and then the thing is, you're banking on Justin to have attacking returns, but like, I don't know, it's not that that often that a fullback gets an assist, I guess, unless you're like Trent or someone like that. It's, it's Justin, so I don't He's know. He's a wing back. He's a bit further forward. Maybe I'd lean towards Walker Peters. That's such a tough one. That's super close. <laughs> I'm just saying, I whatever happens, don't put it on me. <laughs> you pick your guy. <laughs> this is not whatever my problem. move you make is the <laughs> yeah. right one, I. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. It just depends. I mean, I, maybe wait for some team news about Lamptey. Maybe that'll help out. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. If, if Lamptey doesn't play, then yeah, this dilemma goes it's solved, away, yeah. and they both play. But, um, yeah, based on attacking threat, I'm not taking Lanty out. Yeah, I just, man, yeah, actually, Southampton, I definitely have a better chance of a clean sheet the more I think about it. But Leicester, I mean, I like James Justin a lot more than Kyle Walker-Peters as an attacking option. I think I'm actually going to go for Walker-Peters. I think I'm kind of based okay. off what Fax said last time. When you look at a defender... I mean, mm-hmm. attacking threat is a part of it, but at the end of the day, you need a defender who's going to keep a clean sheet. That's fair. And, um, and I mean, even though, yes, James Justin is more likely to get an attacking uh, return, um, I think the probability of him getting a return is lower than Walker Peters keeping an assist. So They're getting I think I'm going to... Yeah. If you start Walker Peters yeah, over James Justin, you will look like a fucking genius. I think I think any returns, like you'll look like a fucking genius. So I think it's worth doing it. Yola, dude, just go for it, dude. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go for Walker Peters. I must have been too shit. I'll Fair probably enough. be in the same boat because I expect someone to just get randomly rotated this week that I don't expect. And he's first on my bench, if that gives you any comfort. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. I was definitely... Super impressed by James Justin, so that would have been my choice, but we'll see how it works out for you. I wish you luck. But yeah, I don't have either of them, so not my problem. <laughs> um, anyways, for myself, um, I'm most likely just banking my transfer this week. I, I thought about getting Bruno. I thought about getting Mahrez. In order to get either of them, I would need to take a hit. for. So I would be getting one of those guys for Jota. And then that means I'd have to downgrade Vardy to either... Do you have any money in the bank? Che Adams or Ings. Uh, no. So basically my two options were Vardy and Jota to either 
Bruno and Che or Mares and Ings. And Ings is the guy I want most out of all these players, to be honest. I think he's going to be a great option going forward. But um, Che Adams has looked really good too, so I couldn't decide. But overall, I decided it's not worth the hit because Mares has that rotation risk. And Bruno, as much as I'd like to have him, if there was an easier way to do it without a hit, I'd definitely do it. No questions asked. But uh, I, I already have my captain in De Bruyne. I don't need to get Bruno. I mean, if I was captaining him, that's a different story. But I'm going to bank my transfer. I can just start Lamptey this week. He has a good fixture. He's a good player. And I think next week I'll get some more clarity on what I want to do going forward. Because maybe, who knows, someone gets injured. or Maybe I decide I want Salah. Anything can happen. Yeah, so. I mean, I'd say if you're, if you're going to take a hit for a player like Bruno, you, you have to be captaining him most of the time you shouldn't it, you, you won't justify a hit if you're just bringing him in no captaincy yeah. so i guess in your case it makes sense yeah the main thing is like we discussed about the lester fixture it could go either way i could see vardy scoring so i don't need to rush him out you know i can just keep vardy against yeah, no team. especially not after his last game exactly like he starts to build a bit build a bit of form now you don't want to risk taking him out like Ayo did yeah, I mean, he could always just get a pen as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stick with my team. And then if Bruno destroys me this week, here I'll stand and I'll, I'll say I fucked up. But I'm going to bank on Bruno taking it a bit easy. <laughs> and uh, I'll trust my guys. I'll I can Barty. feel your fear from here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, what I'm doing, my, my logic is it worked for me last week. And that's the logic I wanted to do, stick with the season, not to panic about not owning one player. So I'm going to stay level-headed and I'm just going to see what happens this week. And then if Bruno destroys me, whatever, small red arrow, I'll, I'll get him in for next week. We'll deal with it. It's not a big deal. But um, It what will do you be got? a big deal when it's a hat-trick. If it's a hat-trick. Yeah, the thing is, right, like we got away with Salah kind of, but he still returned. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if Bruno scores a hat-trick, so be it. But what if Vardy scores a hat-trick? What if De Bruyne, my captain, scores a hat-trick? Like, I mean, I mean yeah, I, 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 I guess like... I guess if you have De Bruyne, then you're not in a rush. But I guess... Yeah. If I didn't have De Bruyne, that's a different story. Because then I need a captain. Exactly. I I think a lot of people right now might have that Salah-Son kind of players. And there are people who may not have Kevin or Bruno. Exactly. In which case, I would be looking to bring in either or. My personal favorite would be Bruno. No bias, I swear. Yeah, um, fair enough. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess if I, I guess like at the end of the day, you're gonna pick one or the other. Um, yeah. You can't, like you said, you can't have them all. So I guess whoever you commit to, that's who you commit to. That's who you captain. Or you could rotate premiums, like get a different one each couple of weeks. Yeah, the problem yeah, is and it's the hit. It's a hit that ruins that because it's a midfielder and a forward that I have to get rid of. Yeah, if I mean, I could, usually I'd say you're right, but if you're gonna yeah. captain one of the premiums, you plan to get in on a hit. Then, that's the yeah, thing. I'd say the, do the, it. The, if I really wanted to captain Bruno over De Bruyne, sure, I think about it. But that's like a 50-50 decision. And I think I'd lean De Bruyne anyways. So screw it. I'm not going to take a hit. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. I'm just saying yeah. like, it, it, if any, anyone's listening and, you know, you have that decision, like, yeah, I'll bring in Bruno on a, on a hit, but I'll captain him, then I'd say go for it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Bruno it, it, looks it, like he'll have a good week. It would have also changed a lot if Man City were playing Chelsea, for example. But the fact that they're playing West Brom and United are playing Sheffield, like exactly. I mean, when I bought is there De any risk of De Bruyne gets rotated? Dude. Yeah, of course, there always is. But I'd, I'd delete my account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I have to it's look back. Be a Chris- 
when I bought De Bruyne, it was to captain him in a game like this. Like I looked ahead and I thought game week 13, yeah, easy De Bruyne captain. So why am I going to go back on that just because I have a feeling now oh, Bruno is so essential. You know, I plan to captain De Bruyne this week, so I'm going to stick with my gut and my, my initial like t- logic. So I, if it goes wrong, so be it, bro. Just make sure you have a good vice captain set. I got my boy Rafinha. (laughs) Really? For real? Either Rafinha or Vardy. We'll see. I'll I'll figure it out. For me, it's a De Bruyne-Bruno duo, whoever gets the captaincy. But I'll be comfortable either way because I expect both of them to hold big this week. Yeah. So what's your your transfers looking like, Fagundo? Well, I already told you guys I got Mara's. Uh, for Jota, I don't know. I was thinking Bowen, but I was looking at his long-term fixtures, and it was like, I don't know, do I really trust West Ham long-term? And it's yeah. like, yeah, Mares is. So I had two, so I made that one transfer, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with the second one. Like honestly, my team's pretty decent for this week. The only one I could maybe think of was getting rid of Wilson because if you look after the Fulham game, he has City, Liverpool, Leicester all in a row. Yeah. And. Uh, and after this Leeds game, he has Fulham at home, which is like, okay, that a few weeks ago, that seemed a really good fixture, but I don't know. Is it anymore? So is it worth, mm. I don't know, getting ahead of the curve and, and getting rid of him? Maybe go Would for you, like a Bamford or Che Adams? Yeah, I mean, Bamford and Che Adams both look good, but I mean, Che Adams is sitting next week anyways. So like, for me, it's, I would never rush to get someone out. It's more about who you, you want to bring in instead. So if you're not like really like, if Che Adams isn't like super appetizing to you, then I would just hold Wilson. He can easily score. Yeah, exactly. I I, yeah. I think I might just sit on my on this other transfer and have two next week. That this strategy worked for me somehow. I, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. Just hold your yeah. second transfer and use it in case of emergencies. Because exactly. now with COVID, anything could happen. So facts. So yeah, that's why that's why I'm back in my transfer as well. That's a big reason. Just so I can have the flexibility next week. Especially when Liverpool's fixtures turn good. Maybe and it's, yeah, Robert. now in the Christmas period, with rotation, you never know. You might need that second transfer or injuries, you know. For sure. So anyone else you guys think would be good transfer options for people? Who would you, who would you be looking at bringing in for this week? Um, I think Bruno De Bruyne are the big ones. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, I mean... If you don't already have Son or Kane or Salah. I mean, for this week, I don't know, but long term. Yeah, exactly. I I wouldn't bring them in this week. I would bring them in after. But. I wouldn't be crazy for thinking United defenders are suddenly a decent option. But which ones? I thought about it. I've actually thought about it. The only one I like is Tez, but he's not guaranteed to play. Yeah, or like whoever's the ones that's starting at left back because their fixtures are pretty decent going forward. Yeah, they totally are. But the yeah, thing is, I don't do you know. really want to trust United? Like you already, if I if you already have Bruno, do you really want to double up? It's not worth it. For me, it's just they're yeah. all pricey, and the only one with serious attacking potential is Alex Diaz, and he's not guaranteed to start. So I wouldn't want McGuire or Lindelof or Van Bissaka personally. I mean, I, yeah, I think they're a bit too expensive. Yeah. Um, so I personally would go for a cheaper option. I wouldn't dive into the United defense. Yeah. And I think Bruno is enough. Yeah. I mean, apart from Bruno, some transfer options this week, like you've mentioned earlier, Fakuna, but like Fulham players, like their next few fixtures are really good. Their next like three. Yeah. I was going to say, apart from Cavalero, there's this other, yeah. De Cordova Reed. He looks really good. 
he looks really solid. He's only 5.3, only 0.6% owned as a striker. If you're looking to bring him in for like a couple of weeks while you're like, I don't know, trying to move some money around, he's an option. Lookman as well. as I, I guess he's the most long-term option. I would say he's like Fulham's best player. If you're trying to keep him like long-term, I would go for that guy. He's only 5 million. Uh, Cavalier. Yeah, I mean, if Fulham right start now. picking up some form, you know, like kind of like Sheffield last season started off slow and got better. Like their players are insane value, you know? Yeah, they're very cheap. Also, if you haven't brought Bamford in or something, I mean, this would be a good week to bring in a Leeds player, I think. So you think Wilson out for Bamford? For no, me? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But especially if no, hell no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're like, I don't know, if you have a striker that's you're not too hot about, and actually, I don't know. I don't think I would bring Bamford in. I think. Yeah, didn't you say that he was? He's been kind of sketchy. I don't know. I didn't watch yeah. Leeds game. Yeah, he was. He just did not get involved. He had one shot, and it was like horrible. So, and he got subbed off early, which is the first time that's happened since game week two. So that's maybe true. We didn't mention he that. might lose a spot soon. Like, so I would not be too surprised. I I don't think he's gonna lose his spot, but I do think that um, if he doesn't bring it up, then like I think Bielsa was trying to make a point that you need. I need more from you. Yeah. So um, so if anything, we should expect the hungrier Bamford up perhaps. top. Yeah. Perhaps. I also think I think eventually he's got to put Rodrigo up top. This guy was the record signing. He's a really good striker. He's, he, he was, he's been scoring goals for, for his whole career. Like he's a good goal scorer, but he's not getting any utilization. Is he a, is he a good goal scorer? I swear his, goals, his goal record is just kind of average from what I remember. In right now, like, he's not scoring because he's in midfield. He has one goal. But. He's like a Firmino almost like yeah, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Rodrigo Moreno is not the traditional goal scorer type. Interesting. Okay, I mean, I still think he's better than Bamford. <laughs> I just think he's sharper on the ball. and I think just that Bamford is fit for this system, for lead system. You know, that's why Bielsa just has so much unwavering faith in him. I think, if anything, both of them play. But uh, I don't see him like benching Bamford over Rodrigo. Yeah, and the thing is, even who cares who plays striker because this system is so fluid, anyone could score, you know? <laughs> yeah. A fucking That's Meslier true. could score like a 40-yard banger at this rate. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with Leeds. I mean, I'm hopefully it's Rafinha's turn this week, but we'll see. Click as well is always a good option. Yeah, yeah Click's on the penalties, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I did notice the click used to take the corners, and now I saw Rafinha taking a lot of them. So that's something to point out. I think for me, if you're not getting Bamford, the only one that's worth getting is Dallas because he's playing so high up the pitch. No, but he didn't in the last game. He went back. To, yeah. he played right back in the last game. That's yeah, true. but I swear I saw him at one point. I remember I watched oh, bits yeah. and parts of the game. He was like he had one really good opportunity where he was almost like central, playing as a central attacking mid. No, um, if there's definitely. Elite's defender, you go for Dallas. Dallas um, yeah, then yeah. Dallas is the way to go, uh, he because he does like to go up. But and I mean, Ailing is like moved to center back now, hasn't he? So I don't think he's not an option anymore. No, it, but but like I said, like but none of this is fixed. Um, he Ailing has been playing center back earlier yeah. in the season. He played a couple games at center back while Dallas was playing at right back, and Alioski was playing at left back. And then Ireland went back to center back and Dallas started playing like almost center forward. Exactly. So, um, so I mean, Bielsa has been changing that around. But the game by common game. pattern, yeah, 
but the one thing that has stayed uh, kind of certain is that when Dallas comes back, he goes to right back. Eileen moves to center back. Yeah. So he doesn't bench those guys. Um, Dallas is by far guys. the most consistent Leeds defender you could get. Because he'll play I mean, somewhere, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, so does Eiling also plays any, like, he'll always play as well. Yeah. But uh, the only thing is, Dallas is a player with much higher work rates going forward than. But Leeds are just, are they good for clean sheets? They are so attacking. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we saw already at the West Ham game, I, I, on paper, you'd expect them to maybe grind out like a 1 0 win, 2 0. But they're inconsistent and unpredictable. That's the thing with Leeds. Yeah. You get what you pay for for their cheap price, I guess. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to find a good Leeds asset. I guess Manfred's the most reliable, but I don't know. I wouldn't go near him right at this moment. So I'd wait to see if something happens with his starting spot. Wait, Ayo, didn't they buy this uh, Spanish center back? Um, what was his name? So they bought him from Real Sociedad, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I don't think yeah. he's played a single minute, has he? I, I mean, I wouldn't be looking at their center backs regardless. <laughs> No, but I, I, from what I've heard, that guy is quite good. Yeah, Llorente, Llorente. From what I've yeah. heard, like, he's quite good. So if he's in that team, I'd expect him to be more solid defensively. Yeah, I'm seeing now he played one game against Chelsea, the 3-1. Played 81 minutes. Then he hasn't played since. Yeah, who knows what's yeah, going must, on. He must have a problem. Leeds is I mean, a very tough until, team to predict. Until we see him play again, I mean, I, I can follow up, but... Um, I mean, if you are looking at a Leafs defender, they do have some decent fixtures coming up. They have Newcastle, and then after they have United, but then they have Burnley, West Brom. So, yeah. um, I think in the meantime, I would kind of look. I mean, I wouldn't look at the Leeds defender per se. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I if you look at their fixtures earlier, going like I don't know until March, you wouldn't say there's like any fixture that. They're definitely gonna lose, you know. They're they're all competitive games. Yeah, yeah for sure. Exactly. Yeah, Leeds have a really good run. I it just because of the rotation Bielsa does all the time, like and the position changes, like it's hard to find a FPL option. But honestly, I, I'm pretty happy with Rafinha. I think he's the most nailed out of the midfielders, like at least the attacking ones. Helder Costa and Jack Harrison have been like kind of switching minutes around. And uh yeah. Rodrigo does not really get involved as much. I think Rafinha's the best shot, to be honest, right now, because he's at least on corners, and he's been playing 90 minutes pretty consistently recently. I mean, I would still say Bamford is a better option. But in yeah, that I'm still looking to Bamford, 100%. If, if you're looking at a midfielder, then yeah, Rafinha would be a better, the best yeah. of those. Fair enough. Um, Wait, I have, I have one question for you boys, right, before we end this. Okay. Do you guys think it's worth getting rid of Son slash Kane. I got rid of Kane, and I've never regretted anything more in my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he, they keep returning, but they're so expensive. Like I've seen a lot of like FPL content creators or whatever. They've all ditched at least one of Son or Kane, and I would say right, for so the this... most part, that's not a good transfer because they've returned. No, I, I will tell you what my plan is because I did get rid of Kane, uh, and then he returned. And then he returned again. Um, however, they play Liverpool, then they play Leicester, and then they play Wolves. So um, my plan right now is to keep Kane out of my team until after that Wolves fixture, where Aston Villa's fixtures tend to go down. Uh, I get a little bit more difficult. 
And what I will probably end up doing is when I hit that point in the season, I'll probably take a double transfer, take out Grealish for some cheaper midfielder and bring Kane back. Hmm. Um, so Yeah, for me, the thing was like, yeah, um, Kane obviously keeps returning. He's been blessed this season. But I don't know. I, my thinking was, could I have gotten rid of him last week to get Salah in? Maybe. But now, I don't know whether to get rid of him or to double up and get Son back in. Interesting. I would not be like no, that's for sure. Like the thing is, if you've gotten rid of them already, I wouldn't bring them in for another two or three weeks, game weeks. Yeah, I'm with you um, on that. But if you have them, I mean, yes, they have Liverpool. I mean, okay, if you have Son and if you have the money to bring in Bruno without taking a hit, then maybe I would make that change for yeah. as a temporary. The thing kind of is, decision. though, right? Once you want to get, I don't know, Kane or Son back in, you have to sacrifice one of the the big hitters to get him in. Basically, from from what I've experienced, at least, I'm trying to fit Son into my current team, and the only way I can see myself doing it is getting either rid of like a Chilwell, downgrading him to a cheaper defender, and then maybe upgrading Mares or something, or getting rid of De Bruyne or Fernandez. So it's That's really awesome. fucking hard to to have them all. Or Fernandez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. It's like, and we kept saying this, it's really hard to have them all. However, um, if you think Son, okay, might be the best long-term option and you have someone in the bank, they have two, three hard fixtures now. So why not just use that money, bring in Bruno for two, three weeks, and then you can always go back. Yeah, but do you really want to take Bruno out in two or three weeks? Because his fixtures are good, like, for the okay, long-term. Well, I'd say till February. But, then, like, but whoever it is, it doesn't have to be Bruno. That's just an example. It could be De Bruyne. It could be uh, Salah. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you you can just look at the fixtures. Who has the better fixtures? Yeah. Uh, like the better run of fixtures, you know. And then you kind of go back. Yeah, and but forward. like, I don't know. That's the thing I've noticed about this season. Like, I'm so uncomfortable getting rid of whoever I take out for Son. Like, I'm gonna regret getting rid of them. You know. Yeah, so just don't take him out. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, but it, you, like you want to take advantage of the good fixtures as well. That, like, Son does not have the good fixtures. Or... No, I mean in yeah. three weeks' time. I mean, yeah, see how this form is then. Right now, I would say Son's form is not anywhere near the levels of De Bruyne or Bruno. So I think those are yeah, the Yeah, but you have options. to take into account, like he's kept returning throughout hard fixtures. So imagine when his fixtures get good again. For me personally, I'm keeping Son until he gets injured. I told myself that after like five, six weeks. I'm like, wait a second. Something's wrong about Son's price. 9.5, 9 million, whatever. Son is an 11 million player. So I just yeah, told myself. And you have Kane as well, right? Yeah, as a Kane and Son owner. My reasoning with Son is, for one, I got him in at 8.9. And I know I'll want him back soon. So I would just never get rid of him just because I lose a lot of value. And on top of that, like I said, I just think he's severely underpriced. Like, I think Bruno's priced about right. De Bruyne's priced about right. I think Son is underpriced. Like, severely. Okay, but let's say you want to get in Bruno or Salah or however, uh, like, you know, whoever you want. I Who would you sacrifice? I would rather get rid of Kane or Vardy. Oh, yeah, and you have Vardy as well. Damn. Yeah. So for, for Damn, me, you're Son, blessed, bro. I mean, not really, because I don't have Salah. I don't have Bruno. But the point is, like, for me, like, Son is so underpriced compared to all these guys because he should be in their price range, but he's not. So for that reason, I'm just going to keep him. And Kane is, until he stops being the best player in the damn Prem, I can't get rid of him. Like, if he eventually knocks himself down a tier, yeah, sure, I'll get rid of him because he's expensive. He's 10.9. He's the same price as Bruno, and he's a striker. But, like, bro, this guy has nine goals and 10 assists in 12 games. Like, Yeah, for me, it was like I had to get rid of someone to get Bruno, and it, it was either be, Kane or yeah. Son. 
criminal for me to get rid of Kane right now. So, the, I mean, Kane, I'm happy to get rid of. I'm just waiting for him to drop form. Son, I will not get rid of until he's getting injured. That's my view on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, it was a decision between Son or Kane, and I just stuck to the dude who takes pens, basically. That was my deciding factor. Yeah, that's fair. Not enough. that I felt comfortable getting rid of Son either. Like, I, I'm looking for a way to get him back in in a couple of weeks' time. I don't know. I guess I'll have to find a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would not bring either of them in this week to anyone who's thinking of doing that. I think I, think I would just stick it out and wait till after the Wolves game. Get him in for 16. Because he's not... I wouldn't expect either of them to go on a crazy haul between Leicester, Wolves, and Liverpool. So I think exactly. if you have other guys, if you have Bruno, if you have De Bruyne, I think those are definitely better options for these next three fixtures. Like Io said. But then after that, then for sure I would want them back. At least Son. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if you have both and you want to sacrifice one, that's all right. What I, what I wouldn't do is sacrifice both. I think definitely uh, hold on to one because... Like like we like as you said, like they're still likely to return, even though it's not a big haul. Um, they're still likely to get some kind of return. In those the thing games. is, I kind of I kind of regret getting rid of Son over Kane just because Son is much cheaper. You know, that one point yeah. whatever mill that I could have saved, I could have spent elsewhere. Yeah, that's for sure. That was my deciding factor when taking out Kane. I was like, I can get more money from Kane than I yeah. can get from Son. Um, and that's why I ended up taking Kane out. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think the trick is as well, you've got to like train your mind to just not always think about what you're missing. And like, if you have to take out Kane to get a guy like Bruno, stop beating yourself up about taking out Kane. Because if Bruno's outperforming him, like even by, by a little bit, even if Kane's still returning nine pointers, 10 pointers, but Bruno's getting you 11 and 12, like that's a good decision. So like, don't beat yeah. yourself up. Like you can't- Wait, shall I share my secret skill to, <laughs> this is what, when you're overthinking, right on fpl or whatever or like you're really tempted to make a transfer what I, like, i've already told ahmed this you just rage quit for the day you know you just close the <laughs> yeah. app shut your laptop off like lock it in a fucking <laughs> wherever so yeah. you can't have access to it and just unplug for the day otherwise like i should have done that for the maris transfer and given myself more time to think about it but i just went for it yeah. sometimes you just gotta rage quit for a day remember and that hamas rodriguez one i won't forget that one yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I got like one week out of Joe to like a sub appearance off the bench and then he was gone again. I, I mean, yeah, if, if I did that, then I probably wouldn't have uh, taken Kane out. Yeah, that, that, that was a weird transfer because you didn't even mention that I and then I just saw it next week. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> that was one of the most panic transfers I've ever yeah. done. Yeah, so remember, panic. guys, just uh, rage quit. It's always good to rage quit. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what I did. I was sweating all night thinking about Bruno Fernandez and his hat trick against Sheffield. Then I'm like, fuck that. I'm banking my transfer. I'll figure it out next week. Yeah, just go to sleep or something. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Next week's only tomorrow. So I swear if this was a full week in between, I would have found a way to bring Bruno and I would probably find a way to regret it too. But because I have just the one day to wait, like I'm chilling, bro. I'm good. Like I just got to make it to another 24 hours and then I can just watch the points start coming in. So. I mean, no matter what transfer you make, it seems this year, you're just going to regret it. So yeah. <laughs> no matter what that's, move that's you make, it's always going to be wrong. Just remember that. Less is more, guys. Yeah. Less is more. Bank those transfers. Don't no matter them. what you do, you are wrong. No. <laughs> Only thing guaranteed with a hit is a minus four. Everything else is up to variables. If your players do well or not, it's not in your control. But what is in your control is whether you take that minus four or not. Because that minus four is not up yeah, to Yeah, it's you. like poker. You can only play the hands you have, you know? 
exactly so whenever you can i think don't not taking the hit is usually the better option more often than not at least I'll that's say a good that. message to end on Ahmed. yeah all right uh yeah thanks for tuning in boys pretty long episode but we hope you guys enjoyed and uh we'll see you again next week well this weekend <laughs> this weekend true <laughs>